I, I just remember the like the horrors, the alarm bells of this rap music <laughs> stuff that's going to destroy everything. And, and it did. If you look around, you'll see that it did. And it was the same with Elvis and everything else. He shook his hips and it did. It destroyed. <sighs> we had it better when no one shook their hips and they only danced like this. <laughs> Welcome to Too Easy Tuesday. This is Mind Under Matter, the primate episode edition. I love primate noises. They're so amazing. They're I guess scary and silly. It's all of it. It's all of the things. I mean, if you if you if you study chimps, which I do, um, you you get to you, like there. There's a lot of which we should talk about. I'm, I'm basically just trying to like, per the use, I'm just going to try to randomly pull a bunch of information about primatology out of my brain that hopefully I have access to from over the years of talking with people. Um, but, uh, and, and hit some of my favorite, um, ideas and, and just riff a bunch about monkeys and apes. Um, but, uh, one of the things that that we should talk about at some point is is the study of play and play fighting, which has been studied a lot in in primates uh, and really applies to like human children and humans generally. But in studying it, one of, there's there's been studies where they just like tickle chimps like if you if you have Fun a chimp day. they just want to be tickled <laughs> and so if you if you teach a chimp like certain sign language it will it will have like a little it'll make like a tickle movement by its torso that you know encouraging you to tickle it and so then you go and you start tickling the chimp and when you do it they just lose their minds <laughs> they, do they like it or is it in the same they, way that i mean i guess it'd be easy to tell but like I will oh, laugh if I get tickled, but I don't like getting tickled. I never liked it. <laughs> but the, so here's what happens: they as soon as they see you, they're like, "Ooh!" And then, <laughs> and then you tickle them, and then they just they have this painty like a, <laughs> and they like lose control. They can't until they eventually start like slapping your hand away because they can't handle it anymore, and then they have to be like. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then once they recover they're just like tickle tickle me <laughs> they just do it again they'll just they'll just do that all day they love it that's and, an awesome way to live yeah and it's, it's so like laughter has been studied of like what in the heck is laughter about you know how did it, how did it evolve why uh, uh, rats arguably have laughter you can tickle them and they make like these weird little laughy sounding noises never heard a rat laugh <laughs> yeah you probably never tickled a rat then no but there's been dead ones that have shown up arranged in very cult-like uh patterns i'm sure i've told the story before of yeah. yosh killing two rats and having them face each other 
just in the center of the kitchen. They were placed. They were arranged to look like that because he's a psychopath. You haven't told the arranged story before. No, they were I facing mean, each other like, you know, lovers that are found and fossilized. They're like, oh, they were holding each other. And this is the older <laughs> than, uh, you know, Andrea or whatever the oldest uh, primate we was, found is. Yeah, Dorothy. That sounds like an old name. Dorothy was the oldest one. Yeah. Yeah. This is Petunia. She's, in fact, 100,000 years older than Dorothy. But these rats were, yeah, just found facing oh, each other. It's amazing. Yosh is such a killer. Yeah, he's it's a psychopath, ruthless. serial killer. Yeah. Um so so yeah, but I I kind of don't even know where to start some of the early um it, it, so we'll we'll stay on the noise train for a minute because because it it's really telling about some of the early primatology was most people were like scared of these beasts like silverback gorillas they would do these you know the big chest pounding that everyone's seen and it's it's quite intimidating yeah um have you seen the bluff charges uh where they'll charge at you at full speed and someone who like a researcher that knows what they're doing just stays perfectly still and it doesn't do anything it just gets like half an inch away from your face and you're supposed to have run off but since he knows the game already just stand still yeah yeah i mean they're not very they're they're like they're super silverbacks are pretty passive they're vegetarians they're very for as scary looking and enormous as they are they don't use that for fighting a lot they could rip someone to pieces of course i think they're like 10 times stronger than humans or something like that mm, that's but, not very much yeah you would think more when you see one you'd be like that looks a hundred times stronger yeah than a human but i think it's a lot of like uh they have a they have a really big gut for uh, eating a lot of um eating broccoli? a lot of vegetation. I guess there's not broccoli where they live. I don't think it's broccoli, no. Um and there there's also kind of this this rule of thumb that you can kind of tell from something's teeth how territorial it is because if it eats meat or if it eats berries or if it eats something that is in short supply it's going to be a lot more territorial and so i think that because gorillas kind of have evolved eating a lot of vegetation that it made them not overly territorial they, mm. they just when i picture their teeth i picture sharp things but i guess that's also for vegetation I think so. Yeah, they they don't eat meat. They're I mean, I think I think I mean they fight. They have dominance. Uh, you know, they have they have some hierarchy stuff. That's and everybody. That's everybody. And that's also misleading too. So in the early days of primatology, that was um, That was just a chimp looking at itself in a pond. The earliest yeah. days of primatology. <laughs> yeah. Woo <-hoo>. Woo <laughs> Well, it's actually funny because they, they, uh, it's funny you say that because they have, um, uh, there's, there's like theory of mind type studies and, uh, understanding that something knows that you're, um, studying it, uh, that, that you're, 
that something else has agency. So the, this came in quite easy for humans to understand. Like if, if you're chasing a buffalo, understand that what everyone else in a certain position is thinking and planning to do next, but also to understand the intentions of the buffalo and what their mind is going to do when they see you approaching and then predicting that. And then the buffalo hopefully has enough theory of mind to maybe know what your intention might be and so on. And it's kind of recursive, but there's ways of one aspect of it is knowing if something can look in the mirror and see its own reflection and know that it's a reflection of itself rather than like, you know, dogs like a that, fish. Yeah. A beta uh, fish doesn't get it. Fish. I, I like I, has Yosh ever like attacked a mirror or anything like that. No, he knows it's him though. He knows he, it's we, him. we joke that he, or we don't joke. We're serious, but we say that he invented mirrors. Because he'll go up to a mirror, like at our old place, especially in the bathroom, there was three. And so, you know, you could see infinite of yourself and he would like just go up to it and would look at us through the mirror sometimes. And then he would he would be shocked that we would be able to look at him through that same <laughs> angle. It's like, you don't know how mirror works. Only I know how mirror works. I invented mirror. But and it takes I think it takes a long time, though, for some species to sort of get the gist of mirrors. And it's it's it was at least at one point it was kind of considered a hallmark of intelligence because dogs often don't readily recognize themselves in the mirror. They're barking at the thing, not understanding that it's just them that they're barking at. And doesn't it put too much weight on visual uh, visual um stuff though because they might oh, recognize yeah. themselves but if they're not good at close range vision then they might still be intelligent and have self-awareness but just they're looking at a blurry thing the whole uh, that that's well you made two very good points there one yes um they're looking at a blurry thing and two um I, although I don't know how blurry their vision is up that uh, that close. I don't know enough about dog vision or anything about it other than they're colorblind or something. But um, they but also the the word intelligence is is tricky. We don't really know. We don't really know what it means. And we tend to we we tend to look at other animals and assess their intelligence by if they can do like if they can use tools in some way like yeah because we value tool use so much that's like if they can pass whatever our version of an iq test is yeah that seems intelligent to us but no one really knows what intelligence is and it's actually kind of exciting that like science is really admitting that um and and has that's that's been a big pushback in the last couple decades because it used to be, it was just, you know, it's just egocentrism where it's just, we're the best. So we're the pinnacle of evolution. Evolution strives per for perfection. So we're at the top of that and we're as perfect as it gets. And that's not at all how evolution works. But that was an intuitive feeling early yeah, on. That's why the other peoples were savages. And yeah. then the colonizers were like, well, we get it because we read and write and they're dumb as rocks so we'll barbecue them yeah this goes back to episode zero of of um like comante de buffon they having having these ideas of centers of origin and 
God made these uh, these uh, you know perfect things, and then they kind of de-evolved from there, and that's why there's the diversity. God made a certain number of things, and so then the further away that you get from that original man or that original cat or that original whatever, the the more um, uh, the more it has like de-evolved. So they 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 used it for a lot of like anti-American sentiment early on and like, oh, this is just marshes and they don't have sophisticated cities here, these <laughs> savages. And and uh, like I, I found Camante de Buffon just because he was on. He introduced the the um, uh, European world to the sloth. He was the first person to report oh, back to course. the sloth. But he had that he had that lens that he was looking through. So he, he just thought sloths were just the most pathetic thing on earth. It was especially unfair because some people would have them like kind of as pets. So they'd be crawling around on the ground, which a sloth is a not a golden age for. where yeah. sloths were pets. Uh, yeah golden age of humanity have you heard of this uh there was this science fiction book i don't know if it was arthur c Clarke or who wrote it but it was something about the these people are captured by an alien race and there's no way of communicating to them while they're in prison and then there's all these other species there also in captivity and they they can't communicate that they're intelligent and then eventually the way they got out is it was they they imprisoned one of the lesser beings that they were in jail with and then the aliens took notice of like oh well it's keeping pets so it's, oh, they're imprisoning things yeah it's intelligent <laughs> like we, that's fun oh i enjoy that huh spoiler alert but also i don't even remember the whole story hmm that was part of it yeah so th that was and then so that was like really early that that you know we're we're separate from these things you know humans aren't primates and then and then once scientists started coming around to oh, okay we're primates we're we're great apes though not like regular <laughs> apes we're great apes of course the best of the best are gorillas um, great apes mm -hmm. yeah mm, where's the cutoff Regular chimps know. are probably medium. I am so embarrassingly bad with like the taxonomy of it's all made the, up of, anyway. All, all of the different branches, and yeah, I, I can never picture it in my head, and yeah, I, I never have it. I never have it straight. Um, I I can tell you that we're we are the closest related to chimps and bonobos. Um, you know, we've which, got the chimp aggression and the bonobo horniness, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's sort of the so and that's and and, you know, we've talked about Christopher Ryan on the show who wrote Sex at Dawn and kind of um, I think took a little bit of liberties with the bonobo stuff. But and, and maybe maybe rightfully so, because really early on, what happened was we came across chimps, realized like we're kind of related to these things. And then what we did was we used chimp observation to justify like the worst of human behavior. But what happened was 
they were just studying chimps all wrong and chimp chimps weren't like nearly as they they are aggressive and they fight a lot and everything and they're like they are pretty damn territorial and i mean it, it just depends on the context if you're an outsider chimps are like if you're if you're a chimp and you're alone and you're just like i'm gonna go out and explore and you just stumble into some neighboring tribe and there happens to be a group of male chimps just <laughs> patrolling around you better run the hardest you've ever run because nothing no lion no anything else is more of a threat to you than other chimps and that's for sure they when they when they find chimps it's the same story every time they uh, when they just find a, a chimp corpse from like some tribe that had like gotten off the path or whatever and got ambushed they never have their testicles ever no. they just never have their testicles it's the first the they're first so thing long-term they do. oriented they're like we got to make sure this line of genes is just put to a halt right away you rip the testicles first and then you rip their face off yeah i thought uh, it was eyes i guess face yeah eyes face i mean there there's not it's it's not a lot of sportsmanship um when it comes to that sort of thing but in much of chimp behavior within in groups there's lots of like play fighting and there's lots of reconciliation so this um it's it's true actually there's so there's this guy france de wall and and so so he had a lot of pushback on this because he he was one of these early he he was one of the early people um writing books and and studying chimpanzees and he the the actual idea of the alpha male came from his writings but it was like butchered it was like a politician took his writings like it was like newt gingrich or someone like that good guy and they they took the word alpha to mean like oh dominant this leadership role and that's the aggressive one that shows everyone else who's boss and stuff and and it, it's it just it really got butchered by people that just from outside of the science community in, in the same in the same way that um that the word meme now means like funny cat pictures or whatever and the word originated as this just exceptionally profound idea about the way beliefs and cultural transmissions uh shape cultures and our own genes and certain and but certain to push ideas back, to yeah. push back against that isn't that what a meme still is it's just we think of it as the internet images but i just always go back to mckenna's uh definition of it as the meme being the smallest unit of an idea so an I idea is made of memes the same way that uh genes are made of um i mean fuck what are genes made of proteins uh yeah yeah amino acids yes but uh but when you share i a don't meme, know they're very small and i don't know chemistry when you're sharing a meme it's like it's so specific to a certain experience that you've had 
and mm-hmm. it's it's about you share with your friends because like you would get this experience you would get this what what this means this is putting it better than I could put in words this is a a clip from season seven of from show that was in the 90s and taken out of context for this it means that so it still has that same meaning but for all that I shit on memes I will say the video ones they'll they get me quite often and that, now that I spend like more and more time on Instagram and I I still think in a healthy way I still enjoy Instagram but I I do like when there's like the the you know a scene from the Batman movie or like whatever movie that's like really intense and it's like this is me calling in Monday or whatever like <laughs> there's something about those that that get me yeah but the picture ones don't get me i i pretty much never see a picture meme where i'm like now that uh i mean there there's there's some good ones out there for sure but you'll get hit i'll hit you yeah but it's funny that we've become uh there's like that shithead steve or whatever like posts a lot of not familiar uh, like pretty i I know double salt steve yeah but i don't know shithead steve Steve. that's his nemesis we'll get him (laughs) shithead steve but uh, the um, it, it's cool that we've outdone hieroglyphs, where now we can not only communicate in little image symbols, but we communicate in little videos. Like a video has has a has a charge to it now, the same way a word has an encrypted meaning. Like this video means specific yeah. concept now. Yeah, I mean that's you know, this is actually a better philosophical question. Question and conversation than I would have originally given it credit for, and I think you make some solid points because it, because what you're saying because it it kind of originated with looking at you know religion having these mimetic properties that have this influence on on genes. So if you believe in like being fruitful and multiply, that meme in itself is going to lead to more genes and if you and if you believe in um in you know uh castrating everyone or something like that to serve this and that other meme like that those genes are probably going to die out so the way in which these invisible intangible things can control Mm. genetic transmission is is such a fascinating concept and so it it's sort of i guess i guess it's like a little depressing to see it hijacked by like cutesy cat things and stuff but but i i think that you're making a really good point that that is um that is it's it's just boiling boiling things down um to to smaller parts and these these memes still do have influence and they still do impact how um how we behave and assess life and our our perceptions. And I don't even think it's hijacked so much as it's, uh, you know, taking the torch. Like it was always destined to be this way. We just didn't have the technology yet. Like from etching stuff on a cave wall to tearing off slivers of a birch tree and writing it on there to, to making our own paper, to having it on a, a screen. Like it's all... We've, we've been trying to get here the whole time. We've been trying to make cat meme videos this whole, whole, whole time. We just yeah. didn't have the, the tools yet. 
Right. And I'm, I, yeah, there, well, I mean, obviously I'm a huge fan of your work and, and to be able to boil down like a heady topic that we have every week on Patreon, we sit and look at like this fairly simple ish drawing with like a little quip. And then we spend 30 minutes to an hour breaking it down and mm -hmm easily and we've like never run out of things to say and that and that is pretty cool that you can that we can distill um that that human beings are able to distill that much depth of ideas and and conversation into something that is so relatively simple and short and quick and resonates kind of instantaneously yeah, and especially with with video memes being like older stuff, none of the people making that older stuff could have imagined that what it's ultimately going to be is shared by people in these little snippets that mm -hmm. don't really know the context of what you made it. And they're like, no, people will show up at the cinema and sit down and see it in the order I created it and then go home and go, oh, that was a wonderful piece of cinema. But yeah, no, yeah. They, they didn't even see the cinema. They just know that they're searching for ass ache on under gifts. They're like, oh, that's a good, that's a good clip from a video from the 80s. That will articulate to my friend how my ass aches right now. And then they'll say, sorry, bro. And then they'll send another one back. And then you solidify your bond as chimpanzees do. <laughs> yeah yeah so maybe maybe that uh, maybe that wasn't a very good example of of uh of the word meme being hijacked and whatnot i, I mean i it is hijacked I, I, in that when you know i i i i guess the thing that depresses me is, is that the original meaning and and the profoundness of the origin of the idea and what it was meant to mean is uh completely lost on it, it, it's it's lost on people just like the context of the of that shot from the picture is yeah. lost on people it, you know so it's i i don't know i um i i guess i have like a um kind of some sort of a i don't know i i, I expect I expect people to like science more than they're ever going to or something. We'd I don't be know. living in floating cities if they did. We'd have cities under the sea. We'd have moon bases. We'd yeah, have so at least three grand a month. Everyone would get at least three uh, grand a month. That's like, yeah, because that's what science would decide. That's like what all scientific evidence points to. Yeah. Um, Instead, we've got... Um, Little steps forward with big regressive steps backwards. Yeah, and it's like, hard to clean up the mess of those steps backwards. I've got an idea, everyone. Let's make things like they were 50 years ago. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, so, but either, either way, France Duval takes issue that, that, like, he ended up being the kind of origin of this popularization of this term alpha and what it now means today. It wasn't pop. It wasn't from people like reading his book and understanding what he meant by it. It was from some politician butchering 
everything that he was saying and presenting it for justification for basically like dominating people or 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 uh ascribing like a natural order to man or whatever and Mm -hmm. the cream rises to the top and you need to punish people and this and that and and he would say that like so as as something as violent as a chimpanzee can be and they can absolutely be horribly violent to others um they what makes an alpha an alpha a, a leader that leadership role is mostly popularity it's mostly well liked there are like alphas that are bullies that 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 will that are just menacing and will torture everyone in the tribe and like the moment a rival comes in everyone in the tribe just jumps on that rival side <laughs> and offset there's uprisings you know and 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 the alphas that do really well in the long term are ones that usually handle disputes they they usually actually break up fights they typically um they they typically see when there's like an underdog in a situation and make sure things don't get too out of hand they usually like are actually better at keeping uh keeping the peace and that that's actually what a typical alpha male in a chimpanzee tribe is like and it just totally got hijacked by like pop culture and just some bad science and stuff Mm. along the way and um it's got a little bit of that. Like there are oh, yeah. qualities of like it's not necessarily the weakest, but yeah, the whole like no, just be the most aggressive champ, and then you're the alpha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I feel I feel like when someone says alpha male, it, it brings to mind a picture of like a very large, physically dominant man that you don't want to fight that guy or something. And um, I I don't think that's that's what an alpha is actually like in in chimpanzees. It's not always the biggest guy. And when they started when they started looking at paternity, uh, it comes to find out that that they it was always assumed and scientists assumed this, and you couldn't really even blame them because even though you saw this in birds, where there's where there's um, there's like social monogamy in birds. Then you start doing DNA testing and you're like, wait, half these, half these kids aren't the dads. What's going on here? And the same thing is, so it's like socially monogamous, but the females are, are clearly sneaking off and, are, and have some other preferences. <laughs> you go girl. And, and the same, <laughs> it's the same things happening in chimps clear. And we know that from, uh, from preference where actually the majority of the offspring don't yeah. birds bust in like half a second? Yeah, they have like these, uh, they don't even have penises. They're not aerodynamic unless it's a duck. That's a whole other story of rape. It's and too aerodynamic, of, yeah. But uh, yeah, they have, um, um, uh, I just want to say coital kiss, but it's like a, it's it's very close to that. It's like a. Sounds like an insult. It's like cahoidal kiss or something. But they they basically have two holes that they that they press that they press together. So two nothings. Yeah, they got two nothings. And then one hole shoots the sperm. The other one takes the egg. 
Yeah. Uh, no, I think our system's better. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> I don't know. There's like all this fashion stuff surrounding it oh. and it seems like people write books about it. No one's writing about the bird holes. <laughs> well, no one's writing love songs about the bird holes. Uh, oh, I mean, people people talk about bird song and study bird song, not the bird holes for sure. But I mean, people aren't writing. People haven't been writing that many love songs about hogs for <laughs> a while. I I mean, I still I think you, I think it's starting to. I think I think hog songs are just starting to kind of become more and more popular was big dick energy a song or that was just a tweet no i'm thinking of wet ass pussy that was a song yeah that was a song yeah so yeah there's no dry dick song or wet dick song i i mean i actually think that there's been like in burlesque shows and stuff through through the ages i think that there's nothing terribly new i i i don't think that uh having a having a song about a wet ass pussy as is like some uh some like oh my god no one's ever been so vulgar before i i think yeah, i think just it's repeating been happening all the same for things a very again. long time actually i was thinking that with the um with like gender stuff too like how having long hair was just no like men, men having long hair was big no no and women wearing anything but dress was big no no 50 years ago and so now it's like evolved to now like the conservative thing was like yeah men can have long hair but but you know don't be gay though or don't be trans though don't be those but you can have the long hair but then 50 years ago was no don't even do that you got to stay in this stay in this box so it just always is same patterns but getting bigger yeah i mean it's it's um it it's uh by the way it's a colloquial kiss c-l-o-c-l-o-a-c-a-l um but yeah bringing up gay and trans is like another like pretty big misunderstanding of something where, where people think this is some human peculiarity or uh, some so so there's there there's I I I don't like the like both sidesism um stuff but there's definitely like errors in in understanding on each side which is which is that I know um, how to fix it. People should argue with each other on a platform that allows for like 140 <laughs> characters and like you could be yeah. able to heart it or oh, yeah, retweet dude. it, and I think that'll solve everything. I think the people just start seeing eye to eye with mm -hmm. everyone's beliefs. It's the only way. Learn to get along. And you know what? I bet that if you I bet if you had a platform like that, I bet it would start, you know, with a lot of differences. But then just eventually people would just start growing together. Don't you think? Wouldn't it be great if we were so good at getting along that, you know, places like Twitter are like, hey, hey, we'll get more engagement and money if they fight. But after two days, we just, all right, we figured it out, everyone. Let's all go outside. Good thing we squashed that beef. Instead, it's like they love that we have beef. Yeah. They're probably salivating every time there's a big culture war moment where it's like, yes, the engagement is going to go off the charts today yeah yeah and and there might be there might be some evolutionary mismatches there too which is that 
that um like uh, males males which are typically better than what everyone we, what, better than everyone males that are typically considered more aggressive because they are physically more aggressive um than than females in almost every primate but what's what's interesting about that like if, if you ask little kids like if, if you ask teachers like how many fights there were it's like six to one they say like the boys were fighting or whatever because because play fighting is in in nearly every primate is such a crucial part of of males upbringing um but if you ask if you ask teachers they're like yeah like six to one but if you ask the kids themselves how many fights that they were in in a day it's almost equal it's it's just that women are psychologically yeah females consider fighting to be a different thing and they're they're fighting in like a different arena than what we you know like we 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 celebrate gladiators and all these and we think that's like what fighting is which is like no one actually fights like have you have you been in a fight like not not since forever it's it's been i mean it's been not long enough for me but it's still been a very long time yeah you're not supposed to as a grown-up at least not in the first world i mean certain places like you're surrounded by conditions that you can't avoid it and you can't run away or things but and the idea that this is like what fighting is is like but by who's standing like what what are you training for like what are you what you're going to like get someone in a leg lock out in the street or something like that that's that never (laughs) happens unless you spent all that money training and you're just going to be pissed if you don't get to leg lock some stranger at some point so that actually is good to to uh, know how to fight i mean i say this as someone who's not taking a single fighting anything i've taken some boxing classes i learned that i'm bad at it to know how to you should have good range though your reach should be really good. I, I, I was fine enough, whatever. But yeah, you beat the instructor. I, I, you won. I, I, I found, I found, I took a, I took one month of boxing class, a month and a half of boxing classes, is before breaking my feet. I had a lot of fun doing it, and um, I thought, wow, I had no idea how much coordination this takes, and I walked away being like, oh, I, I wouldn't. Like I've been in a bunch of fights in my life. I was like, did fine enough in them. Um, I think probably <laughs> lost more than I won, but they're like fights are like fucking weird anyway and get broken up and whatnot. Yeah. But I was six four, you know. But um but but uh but yeah, at the end of that six weeks, I was like, I would I I would definitely get my ass kicked by anybody like this i didn't i i had no idea how much there was to it but n- learning that jujitsu stuff where you can disable someone without causing any permanent damage i mean if you choke someone out that'll maybe um possibly give them a long-term thing but no no bone damage no blood or anything being able to neutralize a situation is a good skill to have yeah certainly and and so so the other thing is 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 that that males in most primate species like they they do they physically fight a lot but they they tend to 
um, they they tend to make up like really quickly. They tend to like, yeah, <laughs> they really tend to like approach one another, reach their hand out, they'll hug, they'll kiss, whatever. And, um, and so it, and, and females actually don't seem to be as good at that. So they, they tend, there's speculation that they're, they, the, that they tend to just have an avoidance strategy and both strategies are pretty good depending on the context. So from France to Wall's pr perspective, um, Females uh, in, in most primates are very good at peacekeeping and males are good at peacemaking. Uh, so mm. like after that, uh, so. What's the difference? So one is like to, to make things better after a fight. The other one is to never fight. But then once you've fought, it's a dented soda can. It's tough to <laughs> it's get the, back yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah. Like that's, it's, they're going to hold a, a grudge for a while. No, uh, and I, I wasn't really aware of it. You just kind of hear as you get older and then you hear old stories of like psychological torture from yeah. um, the girl's point of view in middle school and stuff. It's like, oh, Jesus. Like I remember being in physical things, but never the level of psychological pointed meanness that exactly. was there. And, uh, and there's, there's certainly no reason why that would be somehow better just because you don't get punched when like a punch doesn't, unless you got Yo, your job broke. better sometimes. Sometimes yeah. I have the, the thought of, I mean, this might be a stretch, but sometimes I'm thinking like, I would rather go move a thousand bricks from here to across the street than answer these two emails. <laughs> I don't feel like doing email i don't feel like checking yeah. the bank yeah. account website like anything that's physically easy but psychologically bad for whatever reason i would i would so take a physically difficult thing with the easy psychological weight yeah yeah and there's speculation that that i i used to joke in my act i used to have a whole thing about add i think if we probably go through my instagram far enough you can you can see that old material um do it, like but, it, subscribe it, shave it. But 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 just the the very idea of of uh, uh, the the bit was eventually how like I I had a I was like diagnosed with ADHD back when like you had to earn it like <laughs> I think I remember uh, this and now it's just uh, the the criteria for having ADHD is just like are you a boy yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you like the rough and tumble play like do you, and, and that's the gist of it and, and now now there's i mean things are tough all the way around and i think that i have uh if i discriminate it's probably against men i just like i don't like the idea of like manly men the caricature of what an alpha male is supposed to be the butchered version i've just like never resonated what if it's, it's not, a boss ass bitch maybe a boss what if ass she's bitch. bossing you around and like not paying her employees well not giving them good time off wearing a black turtleneck uh yeah there's horrible there's horrible females there's horrible everything all 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 around but i i tend i i would say that i tend to bias toward just because i like no more dudes and 
yeah so so it's probably my bias i might be too hard on men sometimes but boys i i think that i think that the world is a little too hard on just like actual just young prepubescent boys in a modern world where they're expected to sit in a at a desk for hours at a time and there's just like while no, your body no changes is meant for that it's just like not the, the actual rates of ADD, adhd go down dramatically in any place that has uh later um uh, where they start school later so if they're like kindergarten or whatever if they don't start going to school till six that's like long enough for guys uh, for boys to have like gotten a little more of that early energy out it's just how boys tend to play but what's interesting is and we said this on a bonus episode when you when you brought up gays and trans it is that um so so we gotta uh, do something about him we gotta do something we about gotta get the ovens ready. Listen to Patreon. We 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 talk about nothing but internment camps and who we're going to put in them. But um, but we we uh, we were talking about how there's uh, uh, basically basically making this di- distinction between sex and gender and and kind of what's going on there and how and how there's um uh, there's actually larger parts specific parts of the brain in male and female females have uh, denser prefrontal cortex uh, probably why they can delay gratification longer and are are better long-term thinkers in a lot of ways and and um, men just tend to be like better with tool use and have like regions of the brain that are slightly larger um, with that aspect of like some dexterity things and um and so so you can give someone an mri and tell if they're male or female and you can have these these um these uh, uh, trans people that are like i i'm telling you um i'm uh i'm a male trapped in a woman's body or or whatever you give them an mri and in a lot of cases sure shit they have like this gender brain that you'd see in the in a and it's, it's probably because there's these cascading effects that happen early in early stages of uh, of fetal development where where um, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to make anything go like whatever, whatever typical is. It's hard. It's hard to get every little splitting of a cell exactly the way that it was like kind of designed by DNA to go. And yeah. so sometimes, sometimes the exact, the, the moment, the, the, the moment when the physical sex is determined and the moment when the gender of the brain is determined go in two different ways. It's, it's atypical, but it happens sometimes. And it happens in lots of primates actually. So you'll have, you'll have um so so there is so i i think liberals are in the wrong for for like trying to say oh there's no there's no gender differences and it's all a cultural thing or whatever i think i think that's like anti-science and then conservatives in there are in the wrong for every other single reason (laughs) and then but um 
but they so if you have if you give if you give chimps like car a pile of like cars and dolls females are generally going to pick the dolls and the boys are generally going to pick the the cars and the toys and investigate any doll they're going to like rip open to see like what's on the inside of it and mm. females in the wild will uh, like young girls will carry logs around like a doll almost like play nurturing that's so funny i've never done that once i've never (laughs) thought to nurture a pillow or uh it's Uh, funny how that's innate in some people and you know i'll see it in nieces and nephews and trains and cars will just like blow their mind like the way that that meme or not meme that instagram guy that was a grown man that loved trains that guy you sent me Earlier. Yeah. Oh, but they're, you they're, watched they're, it. Yeah, it and just, am- it is amazing, right? Oh yeah, amazing. he loves it. And I was thinking, what do what did little boys get excited about before we invented cars and trains? Like, because they're born into this world where those are a baseline invention. Just like yeah, cars and trains are everywhere. But what was, what did they get excited about? A rock. Little- yeah, tool tool use versus like nurturing and and females. Females often, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm now saying like all of primates and that's, uh, that's horribly inaccurate. Once you start boiling things down to different, um, different kinds of primates. I'd, yeah. Um, bonobos hate dolls. How dare you? You're but, banned from the Jane Goodall exhibit experience. <laughs> I wanted to say this thing though. Here's a tricky yeah, sure. pickle. Cause I was trying to read about, um, like the science of, of trans, uh, brain and, and that kind of thing. And the reason it's not, I mean, it is researched, but the, the tricky slippery slope is if they do pinpoint what is happening in fetal development, then the fear is that, oh, this will be used for eugenics then. Like then those, the people that are going to have that will either be changed somehow or anything so now that. conservatives are into abortion again. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I mean, so, so what's, so this, this is absolutely specific to humans in particular, uh, where, where, um, so, so you will, you will have like one in a thousand, um, you know, say chimps where the female will play with the, uh, the toy. It's, it's more than that, but, You'll you'll have once in a while, a female will be what what called when I was growing up a tomboy. You know where where she does the rough and tumble play with the boys that no other females has any interest in. She'll like fight. She hit assert dominance, and guys will do just as there there will be like hulking, dominant, like physically the largest males in a tribe that will only hang out with the females and express what what would be considered feminine um traits and here's what's interesting none of those chimps give a fuck about that ever <laughs> none, and none of those chimps are like discriminated against or ostracized in any way ever there's there's like spider monkeys that that run the gambit from like very white to very black and um with humans you can you can take 
you can get a bunch of humans in a room and put Hell them yeah. in. Uh, <laughs> you can you can put them in. We're here. Like yellow and blue shirts or something like that. You just have a bunch of people show up and you just hand a, a different colored shirt out to every other person. And they'll just start grouping each other <laughs> in that way. That's been studied over and over again. And uh, there, there was a there was a fun anecdote from the set of Planet of the Apes, actually. The original? The original, which is uh, it, it was in. Um, what's the damn you dirty apes guy again? Charlton um, Heston. Char Charlton Heston um, in his in one of his autobiographies and then in another person's autobiography, they both made note of the same thing, which is, so there was a few different um, kinds of primates in the um, movie. It, it, yeah. In the movie, there's like gorilla and chimp and orangutan. And maybe which one was Dr. Zayas? I think he Zay was chimp. Zayas would have been orangutan, I think. Was he? He's the white one, like with the blonde hair. That would be orangutan. He's the scientist. So, and then the gorillas, I think, were the lesser ones, the like guards and stuff. I think chimps were middle management. Person. I don't remember it that well. I don't remember it either. But when they when they ha had their lunch breaks and went to crafts and services, within a week or two of of starting filming the. Chimps would sit with the chimps. The apes would sit with the apes. The orangutans That's would sit awesome. with the orangutans. It'd be like you would be best friends with, like you know, actors hang out with one another. Like one guy would be an orangutan, and then his best friend was a chimp. They would be sitting at different tables. That's so cool. Immediately. That's how fast this stuff happens in in humans. Or then you have something like spider monkeys where where color variation completely runs the gambit and and you gamut. don't see the gamut, sorry. Um and you don't see any uh any of that. You you don't there there's there is like seemingly no detectable um grouping by color or that's why they're not at the top that's why color. we're at the top because we group ourselves <laughs> as thems and uses <laughs> yeah. and it was interesting because i'm starting to see um like the when you mentioned the tomboy thing the tomboy is like kind of like uh i saw some hashtag of like bring back tomboys because it's the people saying that uh, you know the trans movement is too far, so it's like no, you should have tomboys, but th this other stuff is too much. And I think that's the ultimate solution because I think the long arc of things, the conservative uh, way loses. And yeah, if uh, all you need to do is invent a new thing that they hate more, because then before they didn't like tomboys, but it's like okay, well we're more comfortable with that than with the trans. So bring back that, or with the gays, it's like okay, we're comfortable with that, but this is a little too far. So you got to go one level beyond yeah, that. And yeah. it's like, come on, please, please bring back the trans. We're cool with that. Just, just yeah, don't, yeah, yeah. don't do this. Uh, whatever this artificial intelligence, uh, upload yourself yeah, into the computer yeah. thing. Just anything but that.
Yeah, we can't all just fuck robots as they're clearly <laughs> just fucking robots as they are you saying are you under your table? Is there a robot that you're fucking right now while you're giving this grandiose speech about not fucking robots? Yeah. Um, so just take it to an take it to the next level and then they'll they'll wish for the old way. Because I was thinking how um, people will say like, uh, you know, they don't like rap, but I like jazz. But before, like jazz was the the equivalent in terms of like this is this is savagery music. This is this is I, no good. And now I it's seen as like cultured. Like no, it's good. That's the old way of things. I liked that. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's it's. I mean I was I I I was definitely I I and I'm sure you were. T- I I just remember the like. The horrors, the alarm bells of this rap music <laughs> stuff that's going to destroy everything. And, and it did. If you look around, you'll see that it did. And it was the same with Elvis and everything else. He shook his hips and it did. It destroyed. <sighs> we had it better when no one shook their hips and they only danced like this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think that I think that humans are definitely in a predicament where our, you know, it's, it's, it's a topic that we talk about quite a bit of, of, uh, how fast our environment is, is changing and how, how little chance our biology has of, of, of keeping up, uh, with it in a lot of ways. And I, I think that for the, for the variation that we evolved with of, of having this, you know, low in openness versus high in openness spectrum, there's no reason why a thing couldn't be higher in openness or lower in openness, but it must have had some advantage to the high openness thing would like try to jump off a cliff too often or whatever. Mm. And break yeah, so it's a safety and uh, uh and and the and the it, you get too low in openness and and you just it, it, it are never bold enough to venture out or uh, wh- whatever the the downside of that and it just seems like the the um need for a tolerance for ambiguity is is as as high as it's as it's ever been in our modern age and and, and it's it's uh what do you mean com- by that except the other side for their um reverse level of openness oh no i mean i mean that pretty much everyone's just going to have to become slightly more tolerant of ambiguity because everything is changing faster and faster and the future is becoming less and less um stable and uh able to be determined oh and, i gotcha and, and and so you you, you simply whereas before there, you were a white a, male and now it's like what are you it's like there isn't uh, a past you can hold on to anymore yeah like we aren't going back it's not i mean if we do it's uh, it, it, it's there's already satellites and everything else and, and all of that stuff come comes along with um you aren't just going to like take down satellites and reset all of like it, it digital everything and get rid of computers and reset the clock. It's just not going to happen. And and it part of what comes along with sanitation and and um, 
and safety and having needs met and and uh and just a happier like uh netherlands type of uh you know these scandinavian countries that have that rate higher and um in overall wellness and happiness is is what what comes along with that generally is 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 just a enough comfort to to feel more open uh and and to maybe express stranger things and so if you want like to live in a better world that has like that has clean water and less disease and is safer and everything else that's also going to allow for fucking weirdos and people being weird and more able to express themselves so like well, I, what I, will i tell my children <laughs> I don't what will know. i tell my children when their teacher has pink hair <laughs> i know I, how am i going to explain pink hair I know. to little me junior <laughs> that's that, that's just the thing that we just like no longer are going to have the privilege to be able to prioritize and be concerned about or you're like you're just going to be left behind and i i get that for for some people like it doesn't you watch the news and you see the pink haired teacher or the transgendered person or whatever. And this like external reality doesn't like meet the way that you feel life should be on the inside. And you want to change the way that outside is to match your <laughs> inside. And so maybe you're more like trans people than you realized, but there's, I There's, was the trans all along. <laughs> so anyway, we're we're talking about apes and monkeys. I wanted to and ask you this before we, um, you know, get too far in one direction or another. But what is there a definition of what a primate is? Is it the? Is it the? Mm. Does it involve the thumbs? Does it involve the bipedal locomotion? Because some of them don't walk upright. Is it? The circular ears, like what puts them in this family, and then what makes you like a a, a rat or a newt or a camel? Sometimes or you ask questions that are like that are seemingly so obvious that they're like dumbfounding, and I realize like, oh, I have no fucking idea. Actually, mm-hmm. you ask good questions in that way. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know. Um any any placental mammal of the order primates typically having flexible hands and feet with opposite first digits, good eyesight, and in the higher apes a highly developed brain. Mm, higher apes. We lucked out, except for all the stress. But except for all the stress, so we that, would have been dead, uh, dead though earlier. So to switch gears, that that so so this is a lot of uh, what I what I've been talking about so far is um like if you'd want to investigate more, France DeWall has a whole bunch of books. Most of them I've never read, but I've seen some of his lectures and and uh, I, I he's referenced constantly in um. In, in the sciences, he's done a lot of uh, groundbreaking work. But uh, going into stress, my man Robert Sapolsky, uh, th- this was his. So he he a neuroscientist, endocrinologist, uh, endocrinologist Ladies, studies hormones. Made up the um, last part, and um, and spent three months a year studying primates, specifically baboons. 
because their hierarchies were as kind of rigid as as um as uh as like, creme brulee as as humans tend to be oh also creme brulee so so they they seem to do, they seem to have this it, primates have all sorts of like weird things going on with the, like you mentioned bonobos where females tend to be in charge of everything seemingly again what that means seems to be a fluctuating thing in in debate but um female like i don't it, think it, i might be wrong with this but and correct me if i'm wrong with this but i think part of the male the the male too much in one direction is a male dominance hierarchy and i don't think there is female dominance hierarchies i think that is a cooperation uh non-hierarchy by nature actually actually it's it, like bonobos they have i mean females can be dominant and feisty and like mean to the subordinate females actually in a lot of Oh, then I'm wrong then. Then all four can exist. You can have then female yeah. and male and dominance hierarchy versus cooperation are separate then. I just had a hunch that the... Yeah, females tend to be more cooperative. And there's... You know, when you see the shirt that says, you know, the future is female, like I, I don't envision that being like, and then there will be a queen ruler that does everything. It's like, <laughs> no. no, it means that it's, it's going like to go panels. back to the... It's going to be the view. The future is the view, but hopefully better. Hopefully, hopefully. Um, and yeah, so like like bonobos, if you have like a male and a female um, in captivity, the male will be dominant. He's physically stronger. But in the wild, if you if you just throw one more female in there, immediately the females are in, are in charge. Because what they, if there's two males? Yeah, uh, then they fight each other, and probably then probably they fight each other. And then I one's don't know, really tired and weak. Yeah, um, but they they tend to be female led. But yeah, that's so in a, in a lot of primates, females have like a a kind of hierarchy where there's the dominant female. And then there's a, uh, a female below her and then a female below that female. And nice. what's really interesting, <laughs> what's really interesting and counterintuitive is that in, uh, at least in, I think it's macaques. <laughs> Good one. Macaques is a species. Oh, okay. I thought you were... <laughs> I think I th I think there's um like I just imagine uh like a midwesterner walking in on a room full of dildos being flooded or something and they're like McCox <laughs> uh, that's I didn't even put together the cock McCox um <laughs> I, I I didn't even put that together or your roosters I guess your roosters could have been flooded <laughs> so so females will have offspring and and in some species like i think macaques and mm -hmm. I, I think many others um their the dominance hierarchy is in reverse order of the birth order with females so so if a female has um 
The youngest so is on female top. has a daughter. Yeah. Female has a daughter and then she has a second daughter. The youngest is immediately the dominant female, not, not over the mother, but over her older sister and then, and so on. And why? every female after that. Do they know why? Well, I don't know why I'm sure they do. But my, my speculation is, is, is that, is that evolution probably would have favored systems that did not allow for older offspring to just murder like younger siblings mm. and and also not only that but there's um there's cultural transmissions that that like really go upward in 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 ways that are again very counterintuitive where 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 we think about knowledge um usually in humans being passed on from like you and I are so wise yeah. in our age and we're and we're passing this this just incredible information onto the youth of today and really shaping and changing the world well in a lot of primates it's it's the youth that's actually taking all of the chances and playing and like doing all of these weird things and then stumbling upon a new trick and then the mm. adult sees it and is like yeah, okay and then copy is actually what the children are doing so ah. there could be a little bit of that going so it's on. like with computers but with the physical world with them yeah 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 and comes and, full circle and and it might be the you know the importance of play and flexibility and taking chances and of course what comes along with that is vulnerability and everything else um but so yeah that that would be my wild speculation um but mm. but so so let's see where are we at oh good i'll be able to sneak in a few more things yeah sneak in some chimp facts um well let's or go to baboons primate. so sapolsky figured out so sapolsky's like on top of everything else, and my if you're just listening to the show for the first time, my favorite scientist in the entire world, Robert Sapolsky, he's amazing. I love everything that he has done, everything he continues to do. And everything he and, will do, regardless and, of transgressions that may appear in the future. <laughs> I accept all the transgressions. Yeah, he's not going to have it. <laughs> he's a transgressionless person. It's just like not in his it's just not in his blood <laughs> um and uh but he he got really good at blow darting um baboons uh like incredible at it uh, be because you have to so to study stress the stress response uh happens pretty quickly but it's a, a hormonal so endo endocrinology is is the study of hormones and if you can blow gun a um, a baboon, bef like when it doesn't see you or anything else, you, you can get it before it's started this cascade, this hormonal cascade of a stress mm. response. Otherwise, you're only measuring stress. Yeah. If you start that's... running after a thing to like dart it, you you've already fucked up the study. Doesn't it, it already sour has deer meat or something? Like hunters, you got to get the deer before yeah. it's it's really stressed out otherwise it releases all the cortisol or something 
I, so I, I don't know that for a fact, but it, it, it would make perfect sense. Yeah, I, w- I would think so. Yeah, that's that's a lot of what hormones are doing is metabolizing energy to your muscles and everything else. Um, so it has to die blissfully things. unaware <laughs> and then keep that cortisol right in there and then you can flush <laughs> yeah. it down the sink or toilet. <laughs> maybe there's maybe you can turn the maybe you just get like cortisol sacks or something like that to like that's a that would be a delicacy yeah at some point just like tasting pure cortisol <laughs> you just it's just horrible tasting and just sends you into a rage <laughs> this meal's making me very anxious I hate cortisol. I've said that before. Uh, yeah. And we're looping. Uh, oh, my God. Well, cortisol and looping go hand in hand. So, yeah. So, so Sapolsky studied a lot of hierarchy stuff. Um, and uh, Which is like, they, they have pretty rigid in baboons, pretty rigid social structures. Number one picks on number two picks on number three three picks on number four who picks on number five and so on and um and then measured all of the stress responses and figured out lo and behold you don't want to be on the bottom of of that (laughs) like the stress response is just going to ravage your body like it's it's not even about being beat up or picked on or whatever else which also happens and you have less and eat less and are picked on more and bullied more and everything else in that particular species of baboons which are like it's funny because he studied them for so long. He just learned to despise them. He hates <laughs> he hates baboons. That's why he killed all of them in his last day. I'm filling these with cyanide now. <laughs> just puts like fifty of them in his mouth and just blow dart, blow dart shotguns them all to death. Actually, the ones that he loved the most is is uh, was a peculiar happenstance where where they had um, I've shared it on the show before, but they had the alphas, uh, the 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 dominant the dominant baboons um, uh, were were gaining access to these like trash dumps where restaurants were putting out their food afterwards and there's favorable free food and everything and we're territorial about it and not letting the uh subordinates eat from it and then they all got food poisoning hell and died yeah one time and then except and for then, the staff that has to clean that up that's not fun that whole that whole tribe just became an incredibly altruistic cooperative tribe it changed the whole structure of it there was no longer this rigid hierarchy like almost immediately i wonder how long that can last well it's interesting you say that because anytime like a a male would so so males will often try to come in and like test arrival or whatever and anytime some you know some new male would come in to be like, I'm going to try to take charge of this tribe. They would just be like, we actually don't do this here. (laughs) And we would just run them off or whatever, or he he would have to learn their ways like pretty quickly. 
And what and, if we did that? We couldn't even do that at the highest levels of politics anywhere. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so, so there, there's, there is like in, in game theory, um, which is, which is like, uh, have we talked about game theory on here before? Not an episode of it, but we've mentioned it every other episode. <laughs> every other episode <laughs> we've talked about game, game theory, theory. Game theory, game theory, game theory. Well, game That's theory. not true. No, maybe like three times. Okay. So you have you have this like prisoner's dilemma situation where Amin and I are in prison. Finally. I know we haven't talked about prisoners to love. <laughs> Me and I are finally in prison. We're both in separate holding cells being interrogated. And um, if we both cooperate and say that we're not guilty, we each get two years in prison. If one of us rats on the other one, if I rat on Ramin, I get to go free Ramin gets six years in prison. If we both rat on each other, then we both get like five years in prison or something like that. And, and so it, it, that's not the exact. Um, yeah, it's taking a gamble up. on the fact that the other person might be screwing you over and you don't know. So your best bet is to sell the other person out oftentimes. In in a one-off interaction, but in multiple interactions, if this is a game that's going to be played over and over again, um, it's actually best to cooperate. And so, um, and much of life is about reoccurring interactions. And so, so because of this, um, there is this strategy that's like tit for tat that came up. I never learned what tat was. It's, I mean, it's a tattoo, maybe. I don't know where that comes from, but it's basically if from if if in game one I cooperated and Ramin ratted me out, and so I yeah reverse roles whatever. Then in the next game, I'm going to rat Ramin out, so he knows I'm going to get him back. Yeah, tit for tat is the opposite of I scratch your back, you scratch mine. Yeah, it's a way of punishing. But then there is an interesting one, which is tit for tat with uh, forgiveness, which is when, when they started building errors, when they started building signal errors into the system, when they're like, well, nothing's ever perfect. Um, we're recording the latest that we've ever recorded. Yeah, I just got hit with like two big yawns. I'm sorry, man. I'm talking so much right now. You okay? No, you no, but, but go ahead with that one. Um, and, uh, so, so with, um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay to be tired. I'm not offended that you're yawning. You don't need to hide it. I'm just checking in to make sure. Do you do you want to take like a little break for? Oh a few no, 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 no! I'm good. Um, it's better cont that way. Okay. Uh, so so then the the idea is, is they built into the system errors. So the idea is, is sometimes I'm the prisoner. We're both we're both prisoners. We're both being in, interrogated, and in the game. 
there's some mixed signal where I actually didn't rat you out, but you were told and punished in the way in which I ratted you out. And so what do you do the next time? You punish me back. And so this tit for tat, and then because you punished me and I just cooperated with you, now I'm going to punish you. So that's why tit for tat doesn't really work. So tit for tat with forgiveness is the thing that, and you can mathematically model this. This isn't like some lovey-dovey feel-goodery. Tit for tat for forgiveness works well in these models because inherent within systems are mistakes. And so, and so I'm supposed to go, you know, Ramin probably didn't either, like there's some misunderstanding or whatever. Let's just assume that he didn't know how the game worked or whatever and forgive you for that once. And then you, if you screw me over again, <laughs> now I'm ratting you out the next time. And that system, there, there's been far, far more complicated ways developed to uh, beat tit for tat, but, but that tit for tat for, with, um, with forgiveness is, is, one, of the, is uh, one of the most successful. Now let's apply it at scale with a spray. Spray <laughs> the world with it. Well, so fairness comes into primates as well. Um, I'm jumping around a bit here, but back to some of France de Waal's stuff. So you have you have monkeys that are um, again, I think maybe macaques. <laughs> um, since you like the word, I, I honestly think it was. So you have whoever them do invented tests. that name was a genius. Yeah, that's a Sapolsky level genius right there. I wouldn't be surprised if he named it himself. <laughs> he didn't for sure. Um, but here's a, and I know some, some of these episodes just turn into a big, big old Shane lecture. So, um, I apologize if I'm just blabbing too much and not letting Ramin in and I'm putting Ramin. Oh, I know nothing about primates other than the big asses of the baboons, the, that's good. Ooh, 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 the, the non-eating of bananas for the most part and the occasional and eating apes, of the bananas. Yeah. I did know the genitals ripping offness and I did know the face ripping offness. But mm. other than that, it's just some random fix and facts here and there. So so going back to this like tip for tap, forgiveness, blah, 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 social fairness stuff that happens. One of the things that France de Waal did, which was like, it's amazing video. It just... Look this up. It's absolutely incredible. They have uh, two macaques, two separate cages. You give them a really simple task. Like you give the thing a rock and then it just needs to hand the rock back to you and you give it a piece of cucumber and they're great at it. They learn it quick. They take the cucumber. They're eating it. Cucumber is not the like that, not their preferred few food, but they'll they'll take it. They'll eat it. They're fine with it. Terrific. I I get the rock, blah, 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 blah. I'm having some cucumber. Cool. They're totally fine with it. But then if you have, so, so they can see each other, they're in two cages. Then on one side, you you give the one a, a rock, it gives it back. It gets the reward. You give it a grape. And then, so then you go to the other side, you give it a cucumber. 
or you give it a rock, it gives it back. You give it a cucumber. <laughs> sees that the other one got a grape, and it just whips the cucumber back at the scientist. That's so funny. That was, I mean, and That's then consistent. just starts ripping apart the the cage like goes fucking crazy and then you do it again and it'll do like the task again and it'll like grab the rock and because you you keep doing it you give the other thing a grape and then you like go back and it'll take the rock and it'll give it back and then it gets a cucumber again and it'll just fucking chuck it back at you fuck you i don't want that this is consistently with like multiple multiple consistent wow. yeah 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 and that's in us that's in all of us Oh, it's it's like it's the I I think France Duval calls it the the this is like the the Wall Street protests you know like in in real life you know there there there's there's ideas of fairness yeah uh, that we have and it's trickier than that too because our ideas of fairness aren't necessarily fair to a lot of other people and, no. and are, are favorable toward us or even on social media like you post the thing and then you get however many likes you get and then you see another thing gets the equivalent likes of a grape and then you have cucumber likes and i just know <laughs> i know absolutely absolutely um so, well, th this is the latest recording that we ever did. This is awesome. This, the, let's let's start uh, let's start wrapping up a little bit. Yeah, I'm a big um, fan of how we closed it, though. I want to see videos of cucumber grape war. I'll send some to you, and and McCool should be able. To, uh, what if they made it like they gave them even more grapes, like one grape, then two, then four, and then it's it's maximally pissed at this point, and then. The next time you just bring in a whole wheelbarrow full of grapes, like right by the cage of the cucumber one. I mean, I think they do all sorts of weird studies like that, where, where, like, uh, for for example, you um, you you give a you you give a primate. So again, you put a, a, a primate in. Um, so 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 that was like a negative. Um, kind of a dark uh to some study you know I to thought some it was of a us. tale of joy but but here here's something that's interesting that 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 seems to be a part of primate behavior as well is is if you give them um again i think this is macaques uh i think if you give them uh uh, you teach them that a few different chips mean a few different things. So you just give them a bucket to pick a chip out of, and then they hand you a chip for a thing. So there's like a, there's like a black color that um, you get, uh, say a, a, like a reward um, for you and your buddy. And then you have like an orange color that uh, you, only you get the reward and then you have like a blue color or something where you don't get anything at all and it'll figure out um pretty quickly how that system works and so there's no if if you're in separate cages there's no reason to like sort through it and just hand a chip over whatever get your reward grab whichever one but the um 
Carmates will go out of their way to get the one that also gives the reward to their like chimp next to them. So they they are also rewarded. I mean, it's no real skin off of their back, but but um, all other things being equal, uh, reciprocity is a, a pretty power powerful force. And and when when primates do good to one another they often get rewarded back for it and that's just the kind of social life that we evolved in and it's like it's pretty mismatched in our modern world if you ask just me I, I don't think bit. i don't think that like sociopaths and like rapists and even like murderers and stuff like that i i don't think that they in a lot of ways existed in like the same ways uh, during hunter gatherer times that they would exist now like no no one would be can't slip through the cracks during those times yeah you don't just like rape someone and then just like hang out <laughs> with all those people you're, you're around like 50 people for your whole life you don't just rape somebody and then just like pretend like it's all cool for the rest of your life unless now, you're in control of the whole thing Unless you have like the, and even then, like I said, like a lot of those people, there'd be uprisings and stuff. Like people, primates would have wanted to be in any species would have wanted to be like not abused and treated fairly. And but there's now with city life and the idea that you can like go town to town just like swindling people or yeah starting anew or whatever else it just it, it creates some pretty dark opportunities really and it's and, the low level version yeah the low level swindler goes from town to town and then the high level has like the network whether it's like the the Catholic Church hiding people or yeah. whoever was in on the Weinstein stuff or the Epstein stuff or the Cosby stuff. Like it's not a one person. Like there's there's people shing people around. Right. Yeah. And that's that that I I think that's actually like pretty new. I actually don't think that's 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 evolutionarily who we are and and i think going back to the beginning to bring it all back i think it's why we in early primatology we projected that on to primates of, mm. of like they're savages look how aggressive they are and look at these dominance things and they'll like rip us apart and they use strength to get ahead and i think it's just because we, we were stumbling upon these ways of exploiting um, uh, these these new systems and then and then justifying and validating those things through like an early area of of study. So anyway, primatology is fascinating. I can't wait to learn more about it. Um, maybe we'll do more and, and maybe break down some specific species or something. I was going to try to to make this whole episode about like just gorillas or something <laughs> like that just because um i i, I thought it would it, it's a fun project to like really really dig into one but gosh darn am i busy and also this is like a good this is a good entry level um way of digging into some of this stuff yeah we covered a lot so For a couple of boys that. in the middle of the night 
for a couple. No one boys. else in the no one else on Earth right now at this late is covering as many primates as we this do because so we care right about now. you. I'm, yeah, I'm about to pass out. Um, yeah. So, uh, Camp Out Corner, really quick. Um, so we're we're changing a couple things. We're creating some opportunities. So much has changed since we originally came out with the idea of the camp out. We've added a lot more bands. We weren't even going to have stand-up comedy. Now there's going to be a bunch. We've added a bunch more science talks. We've added a podcast stage. We've we've added all these other things because we've realized this space is just too incredible and amazing to not take advantage of. And, um, and because flights and everything else are so expensive for folks, we're targeting more and more of the local area and trying to help... Uh, uh, get more mummies into the area and so we've had a bunch of you have written in asking if we would do some day passes we've had pretty much everyone that i've worked with on all of this all of the bands anyone that uh that works on other fests has recommended day passes and so we wanted to figure out a way uh to do day passes that would that would make sense and still make our um make it be a bargain for all of our early buyers and everything else and so we're going to do day passes for uh 111 on friday and sunday and 125 on saturday and if you hang out on uh or if you want to camp out it's 20 dollars um per night for um for camping out and so that means that 222 price you're getting uh like you're getting all of those things for about half of price of if you're getting them individually um and because camping is included in everything else and additionally the early 222 get all of the uh bonus things with getting the keychain and being entered in the raffle and extra access to areas and um and so go to mindundermatter.com if you have a if you have a band or or a mindunderpod.com mindunderpod.com actually i think we have both i should make sure it's mindunderpod.com but do we have the other one maybe so go to that and if because if you're in the area and you're like i don't want to camp or whatever i just i only have the saturday available or something like that um then come and check it out for a day we decided that this is going to benefit the artists and bands and everyone else to have more of a rotating mix so we'll have different wristbands and things so we'll be able to differentiate and keep people from trying to like buy a ticket for friday and staying the whole time you won't be able to do that it'll be easily identified um and so explore that and please spread the word to anyone you know in the area and also support patreon dot com slash mind, mind under pod. pod i just looked up mindundermatter.com we don't own it and it is a web page and it just has this logo and it says you are enough and then it has like placeholders so they like haven't built out the site yet but someone's got a mind under matter regular site who knows if that maybe we probably tried to get that five billion years ago and then it was taken yeah. so we 
Yeah, than Mind Under Pod. Yeah, but Mind Under Pod are... is where it's at. Well, you guys are enough, and we hope to meet you at the campout. And um, please support the show on Patreon. It's how we get all this fancy editing and primate clips and things like that added in. A lot of pressure on McCool now. <laughs> and until next time. Keep on salivating, sleepy honeys. Ding, ding.